If you liked hearing Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson provide secrets on negotiating for total compensation, dealing with microaggressions, or simply being able to just be your authentic self, then welcome to season two of Secrets. Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets Season 2, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share their adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Secrets. Ricky, how you doing today, my brother? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm sipping on this cup, you know, as we get down all the time. All the time. (laughs) But hey, I'm actually thinking we ask people to send in comments or send emails and to ask questions. Yeah, all the time. we, We do this all the time. And behind the scenes, there's a ton of things that come to the forefront. But we got an email. We received an email not too long ago. From a listener, and I thought we should talk about that today. Yeah. You know, so bear with me for a minute while I kind of read this through. But based off of this email that we received, we wanted to kind of go just a little deeper, sure. you know, on the subject. But here it goes. So it says, hey, Keith and Ricky, I've been in a manager role for over five years. I do everything that I am asked to do, but I can't seem to get ahead. I focus on all my assigned tasks and consistently meet expectations. Do you have any suggestions on what I can do to get to the next level? That's a doozy of a question. That's a doozy of a question, Ricky. This situation is so familiar for many people, especially people in entry-level and mid-management jobs, just trying to get to that next level. And what struck me is that the listener mentioned that they are meeting all of their expect assigned tasks, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear anything about results. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, hey, I'm busy. I'm doing I'm busy. what you tell me to do. That's I'm, right. I'm active, you know. And, and again, we've both been in these situations. And, you know, it's hard when you really start thinking about it. But, I mean, KP, you're right on the money, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you start talking about it, there's a big difference between activity and impact. Absolutely. So we're going to spend some time on that topic today. We thank the listener. We're going to keep him, you know, at peace and not out him. Yes, <laughs> you know, but right. we really appreciate him for sending this message because we know that this is a relevant you know, topic for many of our listeners today. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. In today's episode, we'll define what we mean when we say activity versus impact and share some of our personal experiences in dealing with that issue. We'll talk about some of the potential negative impacts of focusing on completing tasks, but not the impact of what you're working on. We'll provide some receipts. We're going to bring those receipts like we always do mm-hmm. on why focusing on impact versus activity matters. And today we'll close out with four secrets on how to pivot from being a taskmaster to an impactful leader. So we got a lot to discuss today. No doubt. (laughs) We got a lot to discuss. So look, man, so before we really kind of dive in, you know, uh, to this, I think it's pertinent again, as we've done in other episodes, to kind of set the stage with the definitions mm-hmm. for where we are yeah. uh, kind of going to take this discussion, right? So, you know, so number one, I want us to just take some time just to define impact and activity, yep. like the differences between the two. So, activity 
actually is like the condition in which things are happening or being done. Yeah. Okay. This is like the bread and butter, right? Yeah. For example, in my function in HR, that may be something like running the performance review process. Yeah. Yeah. Or doing payroll. Yeah. Those are just things you got to do. Those it's are tasks. Ta- it's, ta- it's tactical things that you have to do. That's right. And right? even in my field in finance, you know, it's it's closing those damn books and creating a report or doing a budget, you know, those types of things. That's activity. Yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of like pass fail. You know, when you used to have them classes in school and it was pass fail. Yeah. And like, they didn't really care if you read more than, than the next person. Don't care. They didn't care about it. It was like Pass fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. every pass is an A. It could be a C. It could be a C. <laughs> you know but you passed that mug, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so again, I think this is important as we have these conversations, we get these types of messages from our listeners all the time. So the impact, the difference in terms of like definition in terms of impact is impact to me is having a strong effect on someone or something. Yeah. yeah. So so recently I saw a quote by Napoleon Hill that sums up impact nicely, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. said everything yeah. everything that I wish that I could have thought about years ago, right? But he said, you must get involved to have an impact. Yeah. Get yeah. involved to have an impact. No one is impressed with the one lost record of the referee. No doubt. And you know, that's like true. we know, we, we so know if the referees doing a good job, we don't really pay attention to the referee. No, no not at <laughs> all. You know what I'm saying? So I love this, right? The referee is just as active as anyone on the field. Like they got to run up and down. They got to use all of the energy. All, all that stuff. You know, no matter what sport you're in, the referee working too, okay? But no one cares about the referee unless they do something that you don't like. If they make a bad call, you remember that referee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Every time, call him out his name. Exactly. They make a bad call or they do something that you don't approve of. You remember that cat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, this concept of activity versus impact is really what starts to separate managers from leaders. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and I saw a quote recently that defined impact as the opposite of busyness, right? As the opposite of business. And it's one of the biggest mistakes I see on resumes and in interviews. You know, so many people just focus on that activity and the tasks that they're doing and don't talk about the impact. Yeah, I mean, I think about this commercial. It was an old FedEx commercial back in the day. And a guy was sitting at his desk and he didn't have shit to do. Okay, and people were calling him. He was like, "Busy B, busy B, I got, you know, I got to do it. busy B. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, right?" Because he didn't have anything to do, you, you know. And the moral to the story in that situation is, it's very similar. It's like you can talk about working for an organization, but what are you actually doing? Yeah, are you right? moving the needle at the end of the day, right? Since we're being honest and we're and we're, we're opening up, That's right? right? Share the little stories. Look, I can tell you a time when I was interviewing for an internal promotion for an organization like earlier in my career. Mm-hmm. Man, I was rehearsed, right? Like, of course, you were ready. We, you were prepared. Hey, hey, we didn't talk about being clean, right? I was dressed up, right? Hey, hey I was reverend. You didn't have the oak tree out no, this no, time. No, no, no. I was, I was reverend clean. Okay. okay? I was reverend clean. clean okay? okay? I was I was ready, you know? But I was also prepared and rehearsed for the interview. Okay, meaning I could talk about all of the team activities. I can talk about all of that stuff. And someone asked me, you know, they were interviewing, and I was talking about what we had done. Yeah, you know, I was talking about how big the projects were and all of this. But the interviewer kept asking me, "So, what have you done?" You that's, know, that's the Y O U. Exactly. Not the W E. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? 
What did you add to the project? What did you do to drive it to the finish line? So, you know, when someone keeps asking you the same question, that's when the silence starts getting longer and longer. Yeah. And the ums, you know, start <laughs> coming start in. Kick in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I thought about it, I kept saying we so much during this interview, you would have thought I was speaking French. There you go. <laughs> we, we, we. We, 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 we. That's the O-U-I, people. <laughs> Not the W-E. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm thinking about we because I wasn't prepared to talk about what I had done. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't prepared to talk about the impact that I had made. I was talking about the activity. I was involved in everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a project that like, hey, volunteers, I'm raising Ricky, my hand. Ricky was on it. Yeah, I was raising my hand. But the problem with that was I, w- I was on the team. Yeah, but you weren't. But I wasn't actually driving the project. I was adding some input, you know, here and there. And to be honest with you, if you're not really driving the project, if you're not really involved. Right, in if the your weeds, name's just showing up on the on the piece you, of paper. You're really not involved in the in the process, so to speak, right? And and you have to be involved in the process so that you can know all of the twos and fews of things that are happening, right? All of the A to Z, nuts to bolts, all of those types of things. You got to know that. I didn't know that, right? right? So it was a caution lesson. Like, needless to say, I didn't get that job. I didn't get that internal job, you know, but that was a learning experience. So you figure like, I didn't have a second chance to go in there and be like, give me a mulligan. Right. You know, it was right. like, I blew it that one time. That was really it. Yeah, that was it. That was, was a wrap. It. It's, it was a wrap. It was done after that. You know, it reminds me of a story when I was early in my career as well. And I was a young financial analyst and my boss asked me to create a report for his boss, who was the CFO. You know, and I was nervous and excited about the opportunity. And I wanted to make sure that my report was on point. So just (laughs) like you, I prepared. I worked for hours on this joker, right? I made sure every number tied, everything was accurate. They were not going to find a fault with anything that I did, right? So I proudly sat down in front of my boss and showed him the report. And he immediately slid that shit right back in front of me. (laughs) And I looked at him, you know, my heart just sank. And I was like, is everything okay? (laughs) We cool? We we good? We good? Is this good? Is is everything okay? And he was like, hey, the report is accurate. There's no problem there. But why should I care about anything on that piece of paper? You wasn't ready for that. I was already. Yeah, I I didn't practice this. I didn't practice that. I made sure my shit was clean and accurate and everything else. But it's like, he was like, so why should I care? I was just stunned and confused. I didn't even know what to say. So he did eventually help me understand. And it's like, look, I can get a page of numbers from any financial analyst at the end of the day, but you need to tell a story with these numbers if you want to be a great financial analyst or eventually Mm -hmm. if you want to be a CFO. I need to know the story. What is the impact? What are the key points? What do you want me to focus on? Yeah. What kind of action do you want me to take with, with this piece of paper? So if you ain't showing me that, then this is just a piece of shit on paper. Hey, this is good work. I know you lost some sleep over this. That's right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it ain't in the rock. So that experience just stuck. It has always stuck me to this day. And just in terms of moving the needle, I had the activity down pat. 
But I wasn't showing them what the impact. You was checking the boxes. I was checking the boxes. The tactical boxes. The tactical boxes. But I wasn't bringing that stuff to light to actually be able to move the needle. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. It's like, I mean, you could remember like when we were in college and stuff and you studying your ass off for the test and you get there on test day and none of the shit that you studied is on the test. You'd be like, man, man, this this teacher whack. You talk about the class whack, the teacher whack. You know, all of these things, you know, where we're not necessarily taking responsibility for not preparing mm-hmm. you know properly right. you know what i mean and focus on the wrong stuff exactly we're preparing on the basics but not necessarily preparing for the strategic part of this right. you know and that brings me to as i'm thinking about like later on in my career when i wanted to be like in senior leadership okay like i had already figured out the you know i stopped speaking french and talking about we okay okay, okay. <laughs> i started talking about i you know what i mean but once i finished you know with that part i really dedicated a portion of my review and my vocabulary you know into figuring out if i was asked specifically about how i drove improvements within my function or for the overall organization, I thought I would be ready for that. Sure. You know, so for example, if somebody wanted to ask me about employee engagement, mm-hmm. I could speak about where it was at the beginning of the fiscal year versus where it was at the end of the fiscal year yep. and specifically what I did to move that, to move the need. And again, I'm speaking about HR, my function, sure. right? If it was reducing turnover, meaning we had all kinds of people quitting, what did I do specifically? What did I put in place and how did that impact, you know, the overall number. If it was increasing membership in employee resource groups or yep. something like that, I had the answers, right? Like I was prepared. It wasn't nothing they was going to ask me that I wasn't going to be prepared, you know, for it. I think even some of the most important stuff was like promoting people, like what the number of people that I promoted yep. in certain positions. Like, man, I, I peeled the onion back a little yes. bit. I pulled up the hood and got under there and, and, and saw what was, you know, in the engine. But this is like the type of impact that I had to start building into my reviews and into the descriptions about my level of influence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this no was doubt. like yep. a huge piece for me, you know, and it kind of brings me back to, and I know I'm like kind of joking around today. It might be because this is probably the second cup, you know, over here, no, right? I think it's more than that. <laughs> it's two. It's two cups, Keith. Stop lying, Keith. It's two cups. And for our listeners who may not necessarily know who Allen Iverson is, right? I just need y'all to go look up AI, right? You know, and there was a time in Allen Iverson's career when he and the coach, Larry Brown, were kind of getting into it. And they was talking. And the coach was mad because AI wasn't practicing. Yeah, wasn't practicing hard or probably was coming late. Now, now trust me, practice is important. Like building the right DNA, building Building that muscle is important, but you could be a practice all American, but don't deliver in the games. And people gonna remember what you did in the games, not in practice. Oh, totally. Because <laughs> Ricky, I was a ninety-five percent free throw shooter, shooter in practice. You was killing it. In, I in was practice. killing it. I was Steph Curry <laughs> right. in practice. Uh, put me in the game. <laughs> I was shooting like Shaq. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you say shooting like Shaq or shooting like shit? <laughs> It's the same difference when you talk about free throws. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. But the moral to the story in terms of like this, like what I'm alluding to here is, you know, the coach was saying, 
Allen Iverson wasn't a good practice player and this, that, and the other. Now, mind you, this was a year when Allen Iverson was like being considered for the like the, the league MVP, right? He was hitting shots and stepping over people and this, that, and the other, right? So he was like, we're not talking about a game. He was like, not a game. We're talking about practice. You know, not the game that I go out there and die for it. I go out there, I was supposed to be MVP and we're talking about practice. You know, so Allen Iverson is going into the Hall of Fame. And it ain't for because he played well in practice. Right, that's right. <laughs> it's because he put points on the board. That's right, he brought his game. Yeah, absolutely. But again, as we're thinking about that is you can practice, you can do all of those things that you need to do, okay, and you can speak to it. But at the end of the day, what matters, if you're in corporate America, it's how you show up, it's the points you put on the board, it's the money that you save for the company, the money that you make for the company, it's how you make them look good. It's how you make them look good. And Ricky, you and I have seen, you know, a ton of resumes in our life and 90% of the time these people's resumes they just a bunch of shit just to be honest <laughs> with you but, you know they just listen tasks about what they perform you don't have no reference point on like the scope of the business the scale of the operations any of the key results that they've been able to achieve and as my boss would say why should I care let's slide that paper right on back across right <laughs> I don't want to I want to see how you move things forward at the end of the day what did you do what changed as a result of you being in this job, right? And when I move into a new job, two things that I immediately focus on, this early secret, right? How can I leave this job better than when I arrived, right? How did I move the needle? And how can I simplify all this routine stuff that's on my desk so that I can focus on the big, impactful stuff? So you're talking about trying to make an impact. You're talking about putting points on the board. Put points on the board. That's right. That's what it's all about. So look, Keith, I mean, I, I appreciate that. And what I appreciate more is, as we're always talking about like our younger selves, ooh, if I would have known then what I know now, you know what I'm saying? Like the impact of this is important to me, right? And I'm thinking people get held back. I got held back in my career, okay, because I was just focused on the wrong things. I mean, we talked about in the earlier episodes, I was talking about how I was looking, uh -huh. you know, the gear that I had, you know, all these types of things. And we're talking about being halfway prepared for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And you're working on TPS reports. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. Right. Not have, I'm working on trying to make sure I got enough flair. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, the, but again, the impact, we're getting held back in our careers because we're focused on the wrong yeah, no doubt about it. And the moral to that whole story, everything that we've been talking about so far is really simple to me. It's But it can be career changing, right? Is that focus on the impact, not just the task at hand. I mean, as simple as that sounds, that is profound. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> actually change your life. So, you know, as you're thinking about that, I'm actually thinking about some of the negative impacts of not focusing on impact of your activities, right? You know, you're just trying to spread yourself be involved in any and everything, yeah. you know, just to say, hey, I was on this. I was on, I that. Was on I this. Was on that team. I was on this, right? And, but you Look can't really me. speak Look to it. Me. Yeah, you can't really speak to it. You know, it's like, you know a lot of people. It's like you name dropping. Right. You know, this is a game rap If somebody asks you the second question, you're like, oh, I really don't know that Yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not focus on that. You know, let's not focus on that, you know. But in terms of like the negative impact of not focusing on impact of your activities, I think the first one that comes to mind for me is you get stuck 
in a low level role and you see people passing you by. And regardless of if you want to call this about race, if you want to call this about any other thing, like what I'm saying is this is some shit you can control. This is controllable. You know, I always say what things need to be true in order for me to move to the next level. And the things that need to be true is you can control the impact that you have. People are asking you to be on extra projects, extra assignments. I mean, you can ask some qualifying questions before you get on those assignments <laughs> That's and right. say, make sure they're not bullshit roles. Right? Exactly. Make sure I'm not just answering phone calls or I'm doing memos and some things for you. Like, make sure how was this going to help me get to my ultimate goal? You know, at the end of the day, and you can quantify that and say, this is where we were before I stepped on this project. And this is where we were when I got up. Because I would challenge you to look at some of the people who are getting promoted around you. I guarantee you they're putting points on the board. Yeah, for somebody. And they're writing the shit down. For somebody. They're doing it for somebody. Yeah, another negative consequence. I'm going to bring it to money. So when you lose out on those promotions that Ricky was just talking about, that's costing you generational wealth. Once you're behind, player, you're you always behind, behind. You're always behind, right? So why not focus on the stuff that matters to help you get ahead so you can get some bread? Yeah, I mean, and it's like we're not telling you to turn down all the projects. We're telling you to ask qualifying questions. Right, take yeah. the ones that have value. And to be able to ask some questions. Because, I mean, if somebody asks you, hey, I have a stretch project for you. You know, I have this assignment for you. You ask the questions and ultimately it doesn't kind of help you get to the next level. It's okay to say no to that. It's okay. No, right? don't. Out. I mean, you've asked the qualifying questions, but again, we're talking about putting points on the board. That's right. And for my BIPOC people, one of the traps is like they try and put you in them diversity roles. <laughs> right. As soon as the funds get so, low. And then the funds get low. You're the first one out to death. Exactly. So exactly. be careful. Just ask some questions. Yeah. I think another negative impact, you know, focusing on activity versus impact. I mean, there's decreased productivity and job satisfaction. Oh, right? yeah. You just Because you, you realize I'm kind of doing something for them, but I'm really not getting nothing out of this deal. Like, it's kind of like my career trajectory is like stopping. Yep. Right here. Like, I'm yep. stopping yep. Stop. while I do these things for you. And I got to wait for some other things to be true before I kind of move forward. So, again, this is like, it's not it's not bad to take stretch opportunities or to do other roles or to do some of those things. But, again, if you're not happy about it, if you're not excited about it, if you can't connect the dots for yourself, there's a possibility that there could be some decreased productivity and overall job satisfaction. Yeah, no doubt. There. No doubt. And I think the last one for me, Rick is that if you're not focusing on the impact, most likely you're going to get overlooked. Yeah. And you're going to be devalued, undervalued as an employee. So it is super, super important for you to make sure that you're out there. They know who you are. They see that you're moving the ball down the field yeah. at the end of the day. Otherwise, be like, who the hell is Ricky? Who is yeah. Keith? And I, I ain't think, seen that brother in a long time. And, and you know, Keith, I mean, look, man, we've been talking about this stuff for two seasons. You okay? We've been talking about this stuff and how to add value and how to get your voice out there and whatnot. And this is a perfect example, right? Like, if you don't step out there, if you don't put points on the board, like, people just bypass you. Yep. You know? Yeah, we know you were on a project, but we didn't really know what you did. You know, like, it's important. And and even worse is they were like, oh, you were on that project? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. That's even worse. Yeah, that is bad. So, look, Keith, look, man, we're talking about this. We having a good time. I see your cup getting low over there. But before you empty out that cup, Ooh. okay, let, let's talk about these receipts, right? Because, yeah. again, people think we make this shit up sometimes, right? So, basically, what I want to be able to do, man, is let's just go through these receipts, man. Let's talk about these receipts today and let's... 
let people make their own decisions on what they believe fact is. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And we'll we'll share some receipts on why focusing on impact matters, right? This first receipt is really taking it at a very, very big picture, right? High, high level. High level, mm-hmm. right, about impact. So in 2017, Apple, we all know Apple very well, right? They made 18% of the world's smartphones, so they make 18%, but they gained 51% of the global revenues and 86% of the global profit pool. That's impact, right? They succeeded by not doing better than competitors, but by making a greater impact, right? They weren't working hard, but what they sold to all of us is a lifestyle. You got to have this. You got to have this. <laughs> if you want to be a, if you want to be a player, yeah, in the game. In the game, you got to have Apple yeah. <laughs> and so I know Apple and Android, Google with Android and all the other smartphones, they use the same three or four damn manufacturers. Yeah. They use the <laughs> same three or four damn marketing mm-hmm. companies, but it's all about impact at the end of the day. And Starbucks does the same damn thing with that five, six, seven dollar cup of coffee where you can go to the diner down the street for a dollar twenty five and get as good or better coffee. But I don't get designs in my coffee right. when I go down the street. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. I don't get designs. They don't put them clouds, you know, in it. This, that, and the other. That's right. And but look, they I all doing the same activity. Yeah. And I don't even drink coffee. Right. I don't okay? even, I don't even, drink, I don't even drink it either. But I will go and try to get me some designer tea. Right. Okay. I will try to go and get me some stuff. <laughs> Which is important, though. So, But again, we're talking about impact. Right. Versus. It's the same activity. You know, the activity. They all do the same activity. Right, right. So check this out, man. So secret number two in Harvard Business Review. Now, you know, we be wearing Harvard Business we Review do. out, right? We do. But they be giving us some good stuff, right? So they had an article entitled, Make Time for Work That Matters. Okay? Make Time for Work That Matters. The researchers found that knowledge workers spent, on average, 41% of their time on activities that offer little personal satisfaction and could be handled competently by others. So there you go. They waste of our time. 41% of my time is spent doing stuff that other people could do. Yes. Right. And you know how I feel about time. Like, you can never get you that time You can't get back. it back. Like, once you sit in a bad meeting or somebody give you a random spoons idea that you can't get back, you right. be like, boy, boy, I can't get this back. This is a waste of time, right? So, again, as I'm thinking this through, okay, what this means to me, just a couple of quick clarifying points. First, we all get, like, entangled, engulfed in commitments that are hard to get out of. Like, I didn't told somebody I was going to do something. Yeah, that's right. Now, you can't get out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's hard to get out of this. Now, it's going to probably damage my own personal brand out of it okay number two this is true for even the most dedicated high performers right like we're not talking about oh that's just a low performer just doing oh that. no like, Everybody even high does performers that. even high performers they're doing we're talking about that 41 percent of people like you know an average of 41 percent of people whose time you know is spent on activities they could be given to somebody that's else. right yeah delegating mm-hmm. okay number three it's because we worry about letting down our colleague we worry about our brand we worry about these things that stop and keep us from doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know? So it's like, this is part of that 41% again, right? Like it's pressure that we kind of putting on ourselves, yeah. but corporate put this on us to perform like a certain way. They put it on your shoulders the whole time. And the last one is, now look, man, we want to look busy yeah. and productive. Okay, Die. like my All man on that FedEx thing, he was like, busy beat. Busy beat. Busy, busy. busy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we want to look busy and we want to feel needed and important, okay? And 
though meetings are often seen as a waste of time, like I, I get it. You know, we meet a lot of times just to, just, just to speak about what we're going to meet about next. Right. Okay. They give us a chance to connect with our coworkers. Right. So we talk about that 41% that the Harvard Business Review spoke about. That's where it is. They didn't just make it up. I mean, there's some shit wrapped up in some oh, other totally. shit. Oh, totally. That's right. You know, within that 41%. Mm-hmm. That entanglement, that brings me back to another French story. Uh-oh. So you were talking oui, oui. about French oui. before. That's right. <laughs> so my old admin, she was French, and she used to talk about, you know, how you get a piece of tape stuck to your finger and you're trying to shake it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, can't shake it. It's just always there. So that's just like this 41%. You want to get rid of it, that shit will come off your finger, right? <laughs> I mean, for, for me, I mean, I think like, now look, I ain't from France. Look, I'm just from the country. That tape to me is like my some of some of my family. <laughs> I'm trying to shake that tape off my finger. That shit won't come off, man. You just gotta figure it out. You just gotta figure it out, man. You just gotta figure it out. And our last receipt, receipt number three, in that same Harvard Business Review study. They worked with 15 executives at different companies to help them reduce their low value task. And so they were able to cut desk time in working with these folks, cut their desk time by an average of six hours a week and meeting time by an average of two hours per week. And one executive talked about being able to, after they were able to get rid of all these low value activities, they were able to increase the sales in their unit by over 5% in a three-week period, mm. right? So, they didn't come talk to us, though, Keith, did they? <laughs> they, didn't, they, they didn't talk to us in this study. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's just said, I mean, that was what? One day a week, just gone, just like that, by just reducing these low-value-added tasks in your life. Yeah. I mean, look, these receipts are serious. Yeah. Like, I know we're joking about it, but these, these receipts... And these studies were done before Keith and I started talking about this podcast. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, long time ago. So, again, we're not making stuff up. and We're not looking for things to kind of validate our point, right. you know, so to speak. But, again, all of these receipts are important, and it's something that we should all pay respect to. Oh, yeah. You know, no because at the end of the day, we can't get this time back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't get this time back. So so again, as we transition now into, you know, some of the secrets here. Here are the four secrets that we'll share with you today about how to move from activity to impact. Yes. Okay, we talk about moving from practice to the game. Move to the game. That's <laughs> right. Know? That's right. So, number one, ask why should they care? Okay. Number two, reallocate your time. Number three, take a strategic risk. And finally, number four is stay hungry. Yeah, there you go. Chomp, chomp. And secret number one, this I mean, this goes back to my boss. So when doing a task, just constantly ask, why should they care? Why should they care about what I'm working on right now? Because this question will help you focus on what's truly important. You get down to the brass tacks and it also help you control the narrative. Right. Because when you're presenting this information, you'll come across as crisp and polished, that gravitas that we were talking about in that executive presence. Right. Uh, So now you're starting to look like a boss because you got a good, solid message. You know your shit and you're bringing something to the table that's going to move the organization forward. So keep asking why. Why should they care? Yeah. And this takes you outside of just gathering the facts you're asking an additional question yeah you're being prepared so when someone asks you what did you do 
you know, or why should I care about the stuff that's on this page? You're already prepared for that question. You know, I mean, hell, Keith, that would have helped us a long time ago. Right. A long time ago. <laughs> you know? I'm glad I got it early enough. <laughs> yeah. So secret number two, we speak about reallocating your time to focus on impact versus just getting shit done. Okay, just checking the box. So focus on stuff that's going to move the needle. Yes, we all have the routine stuff that we have to do. And again, that's the stuff that you wait to the last minute, you right. procrastinate and you try to get it done. But the key is to simplify that routine, that routine stuff, that routine activities as much as possible. So it doesn't consume your valuable time. Yeah. Again, if you quantify what you make per hour, like you would be amazed at how much time is wasted, you know, in there on the mundane, right? So this would give you more time to spend on stuff that actually matters. In that Harvard Business Review study we mentioned in the receipts, executives were able to free up on average one day per week by eliminating non-value add activity. Now, I don't know about you, Keith, but if I had one day. One day? Man, I'd be on fire. That's right. It's a game changer. (laughs) Exactly. It's a game changer to be able to focus on that stuff, no doubt. And secret number three is to take a strategic risk. And we've talked about this a little bit, too, with performance alignment and things like that. But find something your boss or their boss or the company cares about and then try and move that initiative forward. Right. Move it because it's a line at the end of the day. So even if you fail, you will very rarely get punished for trying Mm -hmm. because at least it's something that we know that they care about. And my experience is, you know, that the actually opposite will happen if you fail. People will actually start to see you as being a leader or a team player, a loyalist, if you will, to the organization. And somebody that's like professionally and appropriately challenging the status quo. Yes. I mean... You trying. You trying. Because you're trying, you know? you're trying to folks, do the right thing. A lot of folks ain't trying because they're like, I don't want to jeopardize my position or, you know, my standing, you know, whatnot. So finally, man, secret number four is, you know, stay hungry. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this is hard. I get it. When you're getting that that good base, you're getting a little bonus, you're getting some stock options. She's like, man, I ain't gonna mess up this. Like your parents said, boy, that's a good job. That's a good job. Don't that's mess a, it up. <laughs> that's don't a mess good it job. Up. You know, it's not g- good enough to move through the emotions and meet goals in in like a linear format just to run through like a robot right find new ways to meet those goals again reallocate your time to clear up space for creativity in another area creativity in the space for a new area right like i mean that's just huge yeah that's where the innovation comes exactly so stay curious and try to help solve hard questions so every time you think you have it solved or you think you got the answer ask yourself a few questions like he said why should i care why should i care why should i care you know and what did you do Right. <laughs> you know, to kind of move this through. Like, be right. ready for that. Don't um and ah your way through, you know, that answer. Because it, it, it's not going to. It's going to be a wrap. It's not going to work out well yeah, for you. Yeah, not going to work out well at all. So, Ricky, as we wrap up here on this episode, again, we appreciate that listener for kicking this off with that email to us around activity and impact. And so that triggered us to to do our thing today. And we hope that met your needs. Okay. As, As the listener is listening, we hope that what we talked about today in the episode we built around your question 
meets your need. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, for all of you out there, uh, you can find more resources on these secrets and the receipts we shared today by going to our website, secrets.com, and always look in those show notes for every episode because we have the resources right there for you to be able to just link right on if you don't believe us, even when you hear us. Yeah, yeah. And, you can and, see and, it in print. And, and you know, and Janelle keeps us honest, man. Our sister Janelle, she, she writes those show notes down and she gets it all together you know for us right and if you like what we're giving you okay here's what you can do to help your brothers out okay try our coaching services i mean look we're extremely busy doing the coaching but we will always make time for somebody who needs some help because at the end of the day if we're going to change the system we got to put our people you know in a position well, where that, they can that's, like, how, that's how we spend our weekends <laughs> exactly we got to put our people in a position where they can like achieve their aspirations right where they can claim their blessings right so i think that's important for us so again uh, try out our coaching services and we speak to some of the workshops that we do you know for different organizations i mean we're doing stuff in the uk we're doing stuff in the states i mean we're like actually busy and again the same issues or concerns that we have here in the states are the same issues that's happening in a different realm outside of the U.S., right? Also, follow us on LinkedIn. Man, we had over 700 followers on LinkedIn. I mean, just like less than a year ago, man, we didn't have no followers. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're 700. So we're always posting interesting articles, blogs, news celebrating underrepresented employees. So we're trying to do what we got to do. And then I think also stock up on that merch. I mean, look. The AKs hit us up. I know some of my uh, sisters, this Deltas has been like, hey, why y'all putting out AKA stuff? You're not putting out Delta yeah. stuff. Hey, y'all, we got into a negotiation, a deal with the AKAs for a regional convention. If y'all want us, we'll put some stuff together for you too. You know what I mean? So, but again, go out and look at that merch. We got some cool stuff coming out there for a lot of events that's happening in the days to come. So make sure you get out there. We got some hot new designs coming out for Black Heritage and LGBT pride and lastly become a patron on patreon we're gonna be having like a lot of uh, new information we're still trying to figure it out you know we're still trying to figure out how to navigate the system or whatnot but we got some special features and content on patreon that we'll be putting out there for you soon with the full-length interviews and a preview of uh, future guests you know that we'll be having as well so again help your brothers out yeah no doubt help us out <laughs> We always appreciate it. And Ricky, you know, there's one activity all of our listeners to out there already know that Ricky and I like to do is have a little cocktail while we're doing this podcast. No more that's, ice. That's an activity we won't <laughs> no more stop ice. doing. That's value no add. More ice. That's value add right now. So hopefully you see the impact that that has. And before we sign off, we first want to remind everyone, get out there and get vaccinated, please. Get it. Now, what research are you doing? Right. <laughs> Just get it. Just we want to be able to protect you from the, the rest of the nonsense out there. No doubt about it. Let's do our part to get this pandemic wrapped up because we're ready to get back out in the streets. All right. So thank you for joining us on Secrets today. And remember, when we share, you transform. I love y'all. Take care. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Don't forget to tune in next time for more hot fire. 
Until then, cheers. <laughs>